be broadcasting to you live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. These sweet, sweet people. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You are trust fund fans. And I think there is a hubris of Packers fans who just say, get him out of here. Rogers is too weird. The Rich Eisen Show. How dare you celebrate that man's departure? Earlier on the show, former NFL general manager Thomas Dimitrov. Packers wide receiver Christian Watson. Still to come, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, can confirm. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show channel on the Roku channel. Good to see you, everybody, on Channel 210. If you've been watching, if you have missed any part of it, stay right where you are because this show re-airs as soon as we are done. All three hours every single day. Same thing, uh, by the way, with our Cumulus Podcast Network version of this show. All three hours. If you miss anything, you can go listen to us whenever you're darn well. Please do us a favor and hit us with a subscribe right there to... Put yourself in the old RSS feed. Uh, we appreciate a subscription uh, uh, to uh, a follow on our YouTube page as well. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. It's a great way to keep up with this program. The Rich Eisen Show Collection, which is the way we refer to our video on demand relationship with the Roku channel. That's sitting right there for you if you miss any portion of this program, like the first hour conversation we had with Thomas Dimitrov, the former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, or Christian Watson called in. The Green Bay Packers, big old shrug emoji. It's above my pay grade. The whole business of what's above my pay grade. Um, the whole Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love thing. Now then, let's kick off hour number three thusly, as Tom Palacero of the NFL Network is about to be called into this program. The um, news that we heard just before we left yesterday is that Nicole Hardman of the Kansas City Chiefs of all those many years there. He's now a New York Jet. The Jets signed him to a one-year deal. And I turned to you and I'm like, okay, so that's him. Now with Alan Lazard, who the Jets just acquired in free agency. Garrett Wilson, your reigning offensive rookie of the year. Corey Davis has been there for the last couple of years. He was a big free agent signing a couple of years ago. Yep. And, uh, and Elijah Moore, who had some brief flashes of productivity in his rookie season as a second-round draft choice of the Jets uh, two years ago and then disappeared from the scene. And um, at one point was reportedly vocal about disappearing from the scene and the Jets sat him and told him stay at home while we go to Denver and uh, lose Brees Hall and Elijah Veritak in the same game due to injury and then uh, they come back and Elijah Moore's still back in the fold and what's going to happen and why am I bringing this up well Elijah Moore after we left here became a Cleveland Brown and the Jets traded him to Cleveland. Young receiver with big upside. The Browns now get him. And they also get from the Jets a third-round draft choice for their second-round pick. There you go. And the Jets now have a second-round pick, 42nd overall, right in front of their 43rd overall draft choice. They already hold two second-round picks in a row. And just when you think, oh, the Jets will be on the clock for two straight picks. Nah. 
Nuh-uh. Those are going to Green Bay. <laughs> I don't know if they are going to Green Bay, At least both one of them. Remember I told you yesterday, more should they should try to get more. At least one's going to Green Bay. Well, and you're like, he's not going anywhere. The Browns got more. And now if the Packers want what they got for more, have at it. Or if I'm the Jets, I'm trying to give them 43 so they can get to choose whoever they want to have at 42. They can go in front of the line in front of Green Bay because Green Bay doesn't have all the leverage. As I've mentioned, while we wait for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, by the way, Rodgers is still not a Jet. As we have our new graphic, courtesy of Smitch, the Rich Eisen Show. Sorry, folks, Aaron Rodgers is still not on the Jets. Sorry, folks. (laughs) Is that it? Is that the clip? Yeah, of course it Look is. Look at you, Mike. Sorry, folks. Yep. Good job. Standing Thank outside you, the Wally's world that's known as Jets headquarters. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Not there yet. <laughs> Give away that all over. Thanks, awesome. Mike Hoskins. But, that's as you can awesome. see, Joe Douglas working it. The it being, hey, um, if Elijah Moore can get us a second, and all it does is cost us a third, so what we do is get a pick that we can give to Rodgers, it's it costs us a third round pick for Rodgers. And of course we lose a, a very talented kid. But that's it. So we lose a kid that we weren't planning on using anyway and didn't want to be here anymore, apparently. And we'll just take a third round pick. And so even though they're gonna give a second to Rodgers, all it did was cost him a third. I say that's what's called a win. If Green Bay is going to give Rodgers, which they're going to do to the Jets, there you go. And they could still maybe hold on to their second and their first. And next year, um, in next year's draft, cough up another draft choice that's a sliding scale. If Rodgers makes the playoffs or plays a second year for him, kind of like it. Because it ain't going to be a one. Nah. Joe Douglas working the board. And the first round draft choice for the Jets belongs to New York. The Packers can go pound sand and sit around and play this game of chicken till their $60 million bill comes due. So, now that we have established again that Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet, you have been saying, TJ, this has been all over the map. And normally we don't do what's all over the map on the Rich Eisen Show. We try not to. We stand out. You know, we try to, you know, create the path. There is an eye in Rich and Eisen. I'm looking at it. It's right behind you. Thank you. <laughs> Top five NFC quarterbacks. Yeah. When Aaron Rodgers when? gets traded to the Jets. There's when? no if here. That's the difference. When? Everyone else is saying if. <laughs> <laughs> Around these parts is when, when he gets traded to the Jets. All right, let's go. Hit it. Here we go. When Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Jets, there will be a new pecking order in the NFC amongst the quarterbacks. Because as you know, it's very heavy in the AFC. Just look at the AFC West in particular. Was Rodgers won this whole time in the NFC after Brady retired? I mean, I don't know. He won back-to-back MVPs, Christopher. Yeah, he only should have got one of those. He won back-to-back MVPs, Christopher. Only one of those. So, yes. The answer is yes. Okay? I mean, Brady should have had one of those. But we're focused on 
the when. Are we he also assuming Tom's retired, right? Doesn't matter. That's an argument that's no longer when? germane, Chris. When? Because he won't be in the <laughs> NFC this fall. <laughs> okay. He might not be in the NFC this spring. He shouldn't be in the NFC right now. But I understand what I want and what happens sometimes doesn't mesh. Number five on this list is Kirk Cousins. I was thinking of leaving him off the list, but he's Kirk Cousins. No, no, no. (laughs) He's five on the list. He's Kirk. He's still wearing purple. And boy, do you hear a lot about the Vikings being in on a quarterbacks this year. Clearly, they're not moving up to go get one of the top ones. We'll see if they shock the world and try and move into a spot like, say, third overall to go get Anthony Richardson if they love him so much. Do they stay put where they are and snag Hendon Hooker and get a fifth year of contractual control of him once they're sitting there 24th overall? That's for another day. But for the moment... Kirk Cousins has to be on the top five list of NFC quarterbacks when Aaron Rodgers is gone. Number four on the list is a new arrival. He's the guy who is now the king of New Orleans. I'm putting Derek Carr number four on this list. There he is. Look at that beautiful family sitting there in New Orleans getting re- ready to eat all sorts of gumbo. I, one of those children is going to look at, 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 at Derek Carr and say, Daddy, did they really eat turtles here? <laughs> Or get and, make, and put them in soup? What? <laughs> Welcome to New Orleans. The Carr family. I thought you were going to go beignets. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, exactly. That's not a surprise. A kid will say, I want a beignet. Somebody's going to have to explain to these sweet children, <laughs> they eat turtles here. Come on. And turn them into soup. Come on. Is that wrong? <laughs> it's a delicacy. It's a truth. Don't shy away from it. <laughs> Turn on the half and show. don't shy away for how, from how good a quarterback uh, Derek Carr is. I agree with you. And I he like is on this that. list of the top quarterbacks in the NFC, even though he hasn't had taken a single NFC snap of his life. That changes soon. When Aaron Rodgers is gone from the NFC. Number three on the list is your guy. I mean, it had to be. Cooper Rush is on it. No. Hey. Damn it. It's Dak Prescott. <laughs> new leg sleeve and his new what she's got a full leg tattoo that just got debuted okay week. good may, may, may it work for him tony pollard signed his franchise tag today yeah, he did. Yeah, speaking of legs he's why, got brandon why, cook why wouldn't he he's got brandon cooks cooking cd uh, lamb now in his second year of being the number one receiver about to get d hop huh right, that's just either neither here nor there dak just let's cut down on the picks this year a little bit just a little bit i, I agree a little bit and then get that run game going. Ronald Jones has arrived. Look, Dak Prescott's number three on this list. Number two on this list, everybody's forgotten about him. Everybody's forgotten about him. Oh, I know who you're mm-hmm. doing. Number two on this list, let us not forget. Come on. He went from being talked about as all he needs is just to win here right now. And he he's got a chance to be on a year. path to the Hall of Fame. And all he's got to do is maybe win one more. And he's in the Hall of Fame based on the statistics that he has accrued Matthew Stafford is the yeah. second best quarterback in the NFC once when Aaron Rodgers is gone make all those wince looks you wish to have I don't know about that who would you put it to then you know what everybody keeps sleeping on the Rams you keep sleeping on them They're you do tanking. that so I could the make the Rams are, are tanking how, you cannot tank with this man as your quarterback <laughs> and Aaron Donald 
and Cooper Cup. See. Get out of here with that talk. They're going to be in the bottom eight. Gonna, uh, you know what they're doing? They're going through some things. <laughs> the bottom eight. A Christian Watson growth spurt? They're going through some things. Right. And they will emerge with the second best quarterback in the NFC when Aaron Rodgers is traded. Number one is a no-brainer. You know it. I know it. He is now the king of NFC quarterbacks when Aaron Rodgers is traded. And he might have even been number one even if in some way, shape, or form, Aaron Rodgers somehow stays put past the draft. Jalen Hurts is your number one quarterback in the NFC. This is his conference to rule for time to come. It's his conference right now. We're paying rent in it. You and I all know that if you, I don't know if there's a betting favorite on, on, on anybody being on the cover of Madden this fall. Oh, Oh, he for sure is over. Over, right? Over. Yeah, put him on there and get that chance. Over. Jinx. He's going to be a top five pick in your fantasy league this year. He might get captain. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Thirteen touchdowns on the ground. Thirteen this past year. You know, it, it's amazing. He had almost eight hundred yards rushing too. He almost had a thousand yard rushing season for Philadelphia, and they and you know everyone else was running the ball. Miles Sanders had 1,269 rush yards. And he almost ran for 1,000, too. He's the number one on this list. Period. End of story. And and it's going to be a while until anybody knocks him off that spot. He's I think we need one more. All right. We'll give I will more. give you one more. And this would almost this guy was almost number five. And I did this just to piss off Chris Brockman. It's not Albert Einstein. Oh, it's it, Daniel Jones. It's Daniel Jones. He was. Uh, I almost put him fifth on this list because he beat Kirk Cousins in a playoff game. He won a playoff game. Kirk Cousins did not last year. This guy is a two-way threat. Kirk Cousins is not, nor is Derek Carr. This guy is a two-way threat, and his ability to repeat his performance last year and surpass it is going to be a storyline that I'm looking forward to watch play out in the NFL this fall because once you have been paid in New York, it's amazing. All we New York fans want is for players to do well enough to get paid. That's all we want. It's not my you hear it, it's not my money. Forget about it. Yeah, but you're not going to let that this that guy walk. Look, the Steinbrenners have uh, have 50 cents, you know, in the couch cushion. <laughs> right? <laughs> All I got to do is lift up the couch, and there's uh, the Franklin Mints under there from the Steinbrenners. You yeah, know what I'm uh, saying? Uh, Steve Cohen, that freaking guy. Well, we're saving. We're gonna get. They don't have to save anything we're for Otani. For Otani right You'll now. get Otani and have all this left over. <laughs> you know, I'm a Met fan. I couldn't rub two cents together for about 50 years. Now I'm thinking everybody should be bought. You know what I mean? Hey, Thanks for, to Steve Cohen. Forget about it. That's all. That's that's what New York fans are. But once you get paid, and you don't perform well, Ooh. oh. Man, free lunch, free lunch, chum in the water. You need a bigger boat, to use the phrase. Yes, of your, one of your favorite movies. Yes, Daniel Jones. Interesting. What a season he it's, he's going to have to have. Yeah, certainly. And if he has the season that I hope he has, he will be off the one more. He'll be on the top five list, and Chris Brockman will owe somebody an apology letter and a nice steak dinner. Evan, from no, no, who no. is it? No, it's just an apology letter. Oh. I get the steak. Oh, dinner. you get the steak from who? Again? 
Evan in Portland. Evan in Why Portland. would you just bet a letter for a steak? Right? By the way, because <laughs> because Evan understands he's, he's a very steak, co- he's a steak, confident. a steak. No, no, no. Evan in Portland. I don't know him, but I'm just. He struck me as a very smart yeah, man. Yes. Evan in Portland understands a steak dinner is consumed and then forgotten, like half an hour. Done. A letter can be framed and lives forever. Yeah. And a letter from Chris Brockman of apology. I think it's handwritten. A, a, a letter of apology. Have you ever written a letter of apology in your life? No. Okay. I'm sure in grade school he had to do Did something. Did you ever write, I'm sorry, a letter that said I'm sorry to somebody? Ever. In your life. This was going to be your first, right? It's got to be. I don't know. I can't imagine. Fantastic. Daniel Jones. All Let's right, so go. According to fantasy rankings, I, the top 10 NFC quarterbacks, fantasy projections heading into next year. Jalen Hurts. Hurts is number one. Through the roof. Fields, Justin Fields is number two. Yeah, I, I, I'm talking fantasy. Not this is fantasy. I know that. That's why. That's why he's not on this list. Uh, okay. Da- Dak Prescott number three. Kirk Cousins four. Daniel Jones is number five. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith not on your list. Six. Jared Goff seven. Trey Lance eight. Kyler Murray nine. Matthew Stafford ten. Dude, a guy. That's going to be a bad take. Knee is that's, blown that's out. A bad and, take. Excuse by me. You. Matthew Stafford, number two. Says bad, a man who just read off the, that somebody's ranked higher coming off of a knee surgery might not even play this year. He's, got better, he's got better fantasy rankings than Matthew Stafford. <laughs> and Derek Carr's not even on the list at all. Dumbass list. <laughs> D-A-L. 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 Uh, Derek Carr, 11th, right behind Matthew Stafford. Is that an S-Z-A song? Or Dumbass NFC. list? Dumbass. <laughs> it might be on their next That's album. <laughs> I know it's SZA. Just saying. Just in case you've just joined us, I'm yeah. going to see says it Don't disrespect Xander. Rich like that. All right. Let's take a break. I, I can play a Tom Pellicero is going to join us. Tommy P. Tommy. It's our guy. Yeah, it's our guy. TPS. Tom Pellicero segment when we come back to the RES. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio feed, radio stream, along with the Rich Eisen Show, uh, back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, along with the Rich Eisen Show live uh, stream on the Roku channel. Uh, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Tom Pelissero, frequent Rich Eisen Show guest host, back here on the, sh- on the show as Rich Eisen Show guest, period, from the NFL Media Group from New York City, where he's doing a very good job uh, on the Good Morning Football breakfast table. How are you, Tom Pelissero? What's going on? Doing fantastic, Rich. What's up to the boys in the studio? Oh, hey! Tommy Tom, what's up, baby? It's my guy. No, were you expecting him to do that? Or? Uh, well, it was 50-50. Yeah. To be honest. Why? He's well, a good man. Again, all business when yeah. he comes on. All business. I, I had a problem with Tom earlier. You weren't here last time. What? He never speaks to us. He, you know, he keeps it very professional. So we told him he's the time before he called, show us some love. And then last time he did, and yeah. now we weren't sure if he was going to continue. Yeah, yeah. Tom. So, well, well done. done. Well done. It's our guy. Well done. Thank you, Tom. Uh-oh. I know. I know the, the important <laughs> people to keep happy there. I thought he, I thought he hung up. I thought you hung up on us. Like, oh my god! Tom's like, this was a mistake. Yeah. All right, Bryce Young's throwing right now. Bryce Young's throwing right now. I'm just in case you're wondering, he looks good doing it. Tom, he looks good doing it. So I'm giving you information. What do you got for me on the latest here with, with the, all these pro days? What do you got for me? It's one of the interesting trends here, and I didn't really realize this, Rich, was guys are doing shorter pro day throwing sessions this year. It used to be it'd be 60 to 70 throws, and it would be these lengthy events. Uh, Bryce Young, I talked to his quarterback coach who's running at Taylor Kelly yesterday, and he said their plan, their script is like 45 to 50 throws. So it's going to start out, um, you know, or did already start out with him just kind of doing some on the run type of stuff. They want to see him do some some under center plant stuff, which he didn't do a lot in Alabama's offense. And then they want to get him into some of those throw off uh, show off throws, which is, you know, as much as I think that everybody who watched Alabama knows Bryce Young can get the football down the field. There's always something that scouts and coaches are looking for in terms of when they see somebody live, when they see him in person, how does the ball come out of their hands? And you're looking at a guy who's five ten and an eight. He was two oh four at the combine. He played like at one eighty six. What does it look like when he's chucking the ball down the field? And so as much as you're not answering maybe some of the questions about tape when it comes to throwing in person, there are some of those things the teams try to pick up on. And so Bryce Young obviously being below the line in terms of height, below the line in terms of his frame and his weight, is going to try to show today that he's well above the line in terms of how he throws that ball. Well, a month ago, uh, Tom, it was Bryce Young who was going to be the first overall pick as we were heading into the Combine. And even with him not throwing at the Combine, that gave you the sense that he's the first overall pick. That's what first overall picks do is they don't throw at the Combine. And then C.J. Stroud threw at the Combine. And then all of a sudden, Carolina trades up for the pick. And we're like, well, that's the prototype for Frank Reich is C.J. Stroud more than – the height-weight conversation surrounding Bryce Young. Is that the general sense of things, or does Young flip the script with a nice pro day that we all expect? What do you think? 
Well, I'll say this for the Panthers. They're doing the same process with everybody. They came into Columbus with the whole crew intact, you know, David Tepper, his wife, uh, Scott Fitter, Frank Reich, Thomas Brown, Josh McCown. I mean, they brought everybody on that thing, had dinner with C.J. Stroud, uh, went to his workout. They're going to bring him into Charlotte for a private meeting prior to the draft. And then last night they went to Tuscaloosa, the same thing with Bryce Young. I'm told they're going to bring him in for a private meeting before the draft, too. In other words, whatever ideas they have going into this, they're trying to be open-minded, go through the process, make sure that they're, they're making the right decisions. I mean, it really comes down to the entire package with these guys. It's not just the size and the arm strength. It's the intangibles. It's how they are in the room, and they're getting a lot of personal time with them away from the field. I think that at this point, it would be a big surprise if Anthony Richardson somehow ends up being the number one pick. I think at this point it would be a surprise if Will Levis ends up being the number one pick. That rarely narrows it to two players. But again, things can change over the coming month here and the weeks, and you know, especially with the owner and the GM and the head coach all in the room and a completely new staff. It's a, it's a fascinating type of a dynamic here, knowing that there's, there's four quarterbacks who quite possibly are going to be first round picks, top 10, top 20 type of, uh, type of picks here. And it also has that trickle down effect where you got Houston at two, you got the Colts at four, you got other teams like the Raiders that potentially at some point could draft one if the price is right. All these parts are interconnected and it's also going to impact, you know, can the Cardinals put number three up for bid at some point? Is there going to be a market? to come up and get another one of these guys. It's the whole league. It's not just the Panthers. They just happen to be sitting at the top of the board. So if Air Tepper doesn't make a, a stop tonight in Lexington to take Will Levis to dinner, then we know Levis is out of the running. Is that the way we got it for 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 tonight? You want to you want us to start calling around steakhouses to see if the Teppers have a party of 20 somewhere for, for a steakhouse I'm tonight? I'm pretty sure we'll know by tonight that they're going out to dinner uh, with Will Levis. They're, okay. Again, they're trying to... To make this process the same for everybody, mm-hmm. um, but sure, I mean, I think that all that stuff matters. I mean, there's been times in past years, too, where somebody would go to every pro day except the guy that they're going to draft. So there's not a lot, as many smoke screens when you're sitting there at number one, but I fully anticipate all these guys are going to go through the car wash, which also, by the way, they did this last year, too. The Panthers brought in all the quarterbacks last year. I want to say they had, like, the sixth pick, sixth or ninth. I want to say it was sixth. And they still did this. They brought everybody in, right. spent extra time with them. They didn't end up taking one up there. They waited until the third round and took Matt Corral, but they wanted to fully vet everybody in case. And that comes from, you know, Scott Fitter was with John Schneider in Seattle. Schneider for years, even when he's had Russell Wilson or when he was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, he, he's always gone to every top quarterback throwing session just because you want to know what plays in the league, because you want to know if all of a sudden there becomes a possibility three years later that Drew Locke's available in the trade, and you want to think back to what you thought of him at that time. And I think that fits kind of of that same mold of you fully examine everything. But right now, I think it's, you know, the difference is it's pretty obvious that they're taking a quarterback yeah. at number one. We just don't 100% know who it is. Yeah, the Panthers took Iki Aquano in last year's draft sixth overall for their offensive line. He's going to end up protecting whoever they draft this year. The Raiders at seven had a pre-pro day workout chat with Bryce Young. I mean, walk me through the thought process there. Is that is that due diligence in case Young could be possibly available third overall after the Texans choose second and then they can make a trade up to go get him? Like w- w- walk me through why something like that happens as reported by 
our colleague Mike Garofolo this morning. I heard the Raiders were also doing extra work with um, with C.J. Stroud. I think that they're another another team that's in that position of wanting to make sure that they uh, go through the entire process. I'd be surprised if the Raiders end up taking one at the top of the draft because if you look at the details on Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, it really locks them in for two years here. Now, you could also say that if year one doesn't go great and if you happen to have the right quarterback fall into your lap, then you could move on from Jimmy. Somebody else will pay him that money. So all those things are, are possible here. But, you know, I don't think that you look at Jimmy Garoppolo either and say, well, we've got the quarterback for the next 10 years. The reality of his career is he's won a lot when he's been out there, but there have been plenty of times he's not been out there because he's had injuries. So to, you know, continue to look to add to the room, again, I don't know if they're going to take one at number seven and all these guys might be gone by seven. And I also think that there's there's also some gamesmanship that plays along the way, too, where you want people thinking maybe you're a threat to take a quarterback, even if you're not taking one, just to try to make sure, let's say the Raiders don't want a quarterback here. The best-case scenario for you is four of them go off the board and the six picks ahead of you, and one of those premier non-QBs drops into your lap. Tom Pelissero joining me here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show from New York, where he's been expertly sitting at the breakfast table on Good Morning Football all week long. Um, yesterday in uh, New York or the New Jersey, New York, New Jersey area, Jets made news by signing Nicole Hardman and then flipping Elijah Moore, their second round choice from two drafts ago, who last year um, uh, had some gear grinding, I think, with the Jets. Um, he is now a Cleveland Brown, and it cost uh, the Browns a second-round choice. The Jets also flipped a third to them. The reason why I bring all this up uh, in such long-winded fashion is that the Jets are clearly making moves right here um, with a second-round pick that's now in their arsenal to go along with the the other one that they have in succession. It looks like they're 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 putting some capital together to give to Green Bay at some point to end all this that we know is going to happen. Where do things stand right now? between Jets and uh, Packers and Aaron Rodgers. What do you got for me, Tom? I think that at minimum, Rich, adding that extra second-round pick gives you more options. There's more different types of packages, which is something Joe Douglas historically has done in trade talks, which is say, hey, here's two or three different options. I'll do one of these. Which one do you want to work off of? Uh, The Packers-Jets conversations go back weeks now prior to permission being granted for Rogers to talk to the Jets. There was the, you know, those initial conversations they would have liked, the Packers would have liked to get the trade compensation locked in before granting permission, but the sides were not quite on the same page in terms of what that looked like. The clock was ticking, and Aaron Rodgers had not declared his intentions at that point to anyone, saying that he wanted to play for the Packers, the Jets, or not play at all. So what the Packers ultimately had to do was kind of make the decision okay, we need to get Aaron to decide something here. We can't delay these conversations, so let's let the Jets have that talk, figure it out, and then if Aaron decides he wants to move on, then we'll work out the compensation after. They're not far rich from my understanding, but they're not close either. In other words, it's not as if the Packers are saying we want two first-round picks and the Jets are saying we'll give you a fourth. It's not like that. They're substantially closer than that. The Packers are not trying to get two ones. The Jets, I certainly do not believe, intend to give up this year's number one, which is the 13th overall pick. And so then you're into different combinations of either conditional picks or second-round picks. And, you know, at some point they've got to figure out, can they actually uh, work this thing out? Usually, you know, there's pressure points. 
that force action in a lot of these cases. I do anticipate that with Brian Goodekunst and Joe Douglas both at the NFL meetings to begin this weekend in Phoenix, they'll probably sit down face to face and have this conversation. But if you know nothing can get done now, which well, let's face it, there's not like a lot of urgency necessarily to get it done right now. Then your next pressure point is really prior to the NFL draft. And if the Packers want to pick in the 2023 draft, they have to do it by Thursday or late Friday of draft week. If you get beyond that, then now you're into kind of this nebulous territory here where it doesn't really matter to the Jets if Rodgers is on the team prior to, you know, any time before training camp because he can he can fly everybody out in June, just fly out all the skill guys and work out with them in California. That's not a big deal. It really comes down in training camp, and then as you get close to the regular season, you need them on the roster. And the Packers are going to have to make the decision here. Do you, you know, run that risk of going beyond the draft and getting draft capital out into 2024? I wouldn't think the Jets would want 2025 picks because, for all they know, Aaron Rodgers wanting to be a member of the team in 2024. So you've got all these different types of moving parts. There's different options you can do in terms of putting conditions on the picks where if you have a certain level of personal or team success, it could be a higher pick. There's probably a path forward in that regard. But I certainly also understand if the Packers are sitting there and saying, this is Aaron Rodgers, a four-time NFL MVP, a guy who one year ago we paid on a contract that we thought made him a Packer for life. We didn't intend to be in this position. We're not letting go of this guy unless we're assured that we have a first-round pick. That's the kind of stuff that you've got to be able to work through here. And you know, a lot of times, Rich, the best trades are the ones where nobody's really happy. This is probably going to be one of those situations where everybody's going to have to give something in order to make this thing work prior to late April. I'm, I don't know, a little surprised that how is this not hammered out before they even get on a plane to go see Aaron Rodgers? I mean, sir, look, I, I understand what, what is said publicly, but Rodgers came out uh, of, of his uh, retreat knowing he was returning he, or he went through his workouts and knowing he was returning he made his intentions known he wanted to play for the jets the jets had already you know flown out to see him just by before even getting on the plane how is this not hammered out right i mean we're, we're just like if we're going to do this this is the only way that we're going to do it and we know you know you're, you're, he, he doesn't want to come back to play for you anymore you don't want him we could use him before we get on a plane before we even go down this road, this is what we're willing to do. I'm kind of surprised that wasn't hashed out. Now it's a whole long, drawn-out process where we're wondering who's got leverage, Tom. You know? Well, and like I said, Rich, they, they did have those conversations. The Packers ideally would have liked the compensation to be locked in prior to the deal being done. I'm sure the Jets would have too, but they just they weren't there. And now all of a sudden it's the first week of March. And if you say, no, you can't talk to them until we work out the trade – and at that time, you're kind of in a, you know, a standoff of sorts. Then what do you do? You don't let them talk to Aaron for weeks. Then Aaron says, okay, fine. If I have to make a decision now, I'm retiring. And then three weeks from now, it's like Brett Favre, and now he wants to come back, and it's an entirely different type of a mess. I don't know that there was a really clean solution here. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I would, I would just emphasize, they're not on completely different pages. It's not as if you've got totally disparate offers. You're just you're trying to hammer down – what does this actually look like? What is the final compensation? And so the Jets getting that extra second-round pick yesterday, maybe that does give them you know, a little bit more flexibility in terms of what they're, they're willing to do. Maybe there's a package here that makes sense that was not possible previously. 
but, you know, again, I, I don't believe, I mean, just my opinion, I don't believe that the Packers want to walk away from this without a hard first-round pick. If they don't get that at some point, you know, do you just take the best offer before the draft to make sure you get picks now? Or do you kind of go into crazy town after the draft where then it's, you know, very much, hey, we're going to hold on to the guy and we're going to mess up your season if we don't get the type of compensation that we want to. And then there's not really a clear end date other than before the start of the regular season when they have to pull the trigger on that option bonus. Tom Pellicero, a couple minutes left with my colleague from the NFL Media Group here on the Rich Eisen Show. Has Lamar gotten any offer sheets? Any one coming? I know that's two questions, but what's the latest there? It is a challenging situation to read at present, Rich, because of all the all the various tentacles of this that we've discussed on this show and yes. on NFL Network in terms of the you know two first round picks and over twenty percent of your salary cap, fifty million dollars a year, a fully or nearly fully guaranteed contract for a a guy whose greatest skill is probably a depreciating asset. It's a lot to ask. I do know the teams have, you know, explored it in terms of having those conversations at minimum internally. You've also got, you know, the dynamic of some of the teams that you potentially would have in the mix might have very high draft picks. In other words, if you're the Colts, which has been, you know, written some about, even though it does not seem like that's advanced very far, Colts right now have the number four pick. If one of the two first-rounders you're giving up is number four, that is way, way different than giving up, let's say, number 20 and number 25 over a couple of years. So if the Colts, again, this is all hypothetical, if the Colts wanted to be involved in this, you'd think they'd probably be looking to trade down before they'd be willing to entertain uh, doing an offer sheet. It's, you know, it, it depends on so many different factors right now. And with Lamar, I mean, he... Just in terms of his, we'll see what happens in that interview or whatever that's coming out, but he's, you know, in terms of his social media posts and whatnot, he seems decidedly unbothered, which makes sense because he was willing to play for $1.7 million and $23 million over the past two years that no agent would have ever uh, told him to go do. So, you know, you're going to have, on one hand, yes, you would think that if you want the player, you're going to want to put the wheels in motion sooner than later and make the Ravens make a decision because they'll have five days on the calendar to match any offer sheet. But if you're sitting there on a high pick and you're thinking we need to get a good player now to help out this team, if you kick the can down the road, do that offer sheet after the draft, he can go all the way until I believe it's the Tuesday after week 10, Rich. Mm. That's how long Lamar can string this out. He can sign an offer sheet that late. And then at that point, if nothing happens, and in the world where he's like, you know what, after playing for $32 million over the last two years, I'll give up $20 million just to sit until mid-November here, then he's got a choice. Does he come back at all? Does he try to play the, the down the stretch of the season or just continue sitting out, give up the other $12 million, and try this all again in 2024? I, I don't know that there's a great history for players sitting out an entire season, whether right. it's Sean Watson or in a different position, Le'Veon Bell, and coming back and playing well. Football does not generally lend itself to that type of layoff. But one thing we know about Lamar Jackson is he is not going to be boxed into doing the conventional thing. Literally everything that he has done, everything that he is doing, is unconventional. And I would expect negotiations, if any, with the other 31 teams to be just as unconventional as we move forward. Hey, man, next week's uh, annual meeting, the owners' meeting, is going to be lit. I mean, with this 
the last two conversation topics, or all three of them on the table front and center with the owners and the general managers and 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 coaches all there. I mean, that's going to be something else next week. Well, and the question about the Washington's ownership and rule changes, that's quite a bit. I look the forward to rule changes. Rule changes will be a big deal, too. And I believe the competition committee's rule change proposals should be coming out in the next 24 hours here. We'll see in terms of the, the review stuff, which they have never liked to do, the suggestion of automatic ejections for certain personal fouls, which they definitely don't want to do. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to, you know, the roughing the passer stuff. There's a lot to uh, to dig into, and that's definitely going to be one of the, the driving storylines next Monday and Tuesday. Well, look for my call, Tom. We'll get you back on if you're so willing. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Rich. Yeah, the fellows say hey. Thanks, Tom. Later, brother. That's hey, Tom, Tom. That's Tom Pelissero, everybody, right there. There you go on our program. Next week. Will the commanders be up for sale? What rule changes are going to be had? Lamar Jackson. Hey, Eric DaCosta, are you freak for a quick chat? Hey, uh, Coach Harbaugh. You know, as you know, the AFC and NFC uh, coaches have uh, press conference availabilities in the morning. They sit at a table around coffee, right? A little coffee, a little eggs. <laughs> there we go. Is Garoppolo going to supply the eggs from now on with all the chickens? Different stories, sir. Oh. Different eggs. Oh. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial as we hit the road right here on this uh, Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. March Madness tonight and a Friday show to get to tomorrow. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just uh, we just had a, a fun uh, stroll down memory lane involving Grunt Musburger, who was d- dynamite with Sue's and you guys yeah. last week. <laughs> All the stories that he told. Eight four four two zero four. Rich being the number to dial here on the program. Uh, Richard in Tucson, Arizona. Let's sneak your phone call in before we hit out the door. What's up, Richard? Hey, Rich, thanks so much for taking my call. You got it, man. Hey, I've been listening to your, you know, your stance on your position on who has leverage um, with the Packers and the Jets. Yeah. And the thing that, that I think needs to be factored in is 
is the fan base and the ownership pressure. Green Bay doesn't have an owner. And the fan base in Green Bay is so strong that there's 130,000 people on a waiting list to get tickets to, to go to Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And, and I look at that compared to the Jets. I mean, the Jets haven't been to the Super Bowl since Namath, number three, after the first two with, with Green Bay. And, and, you know, everyone I – I just think there's a lot of pressure from the fan base in New York yeah. to want to get this done. I think Green Bay has a little bit more, more wiggle room and, and the, the attitude of the Midwest. You know, we're, we're all at Roger fatigue. I don't have anything against him. But he hasn't been able to deliver in postseason. It's like great player, but you know we have we've had 32 consecutive years of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and don't have the rings to show for it. So it's time to move on, and well, I think that gives the Packers a little bit more leverage room here. Well, no, you, a couple things. First, you have one ring. I guess you said rings plural. Uh, also, the fact that you say the Packers don't have a real owner—it's—it's it's terrible that you would insult Mike Del Tufo that way. How many? How many? How many? How many? How many shares of the Packers do you own? Two. Two. Okay. So there's your away. there's your real owner. Yeah. Um, and 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 uh, Richard, look, you want to talk about pressure points? There's different pressure points. There's a pressure point for the Packers to get this deal done before the draft. Because if you're gonna, you're going. You, Aaron Rodgers will not be on this team on September second. Or September 1st when they have to pay him $60 million. He will not be there. Okay? That's not going to happen. So the, you might as well get something for him right now when you know he's not going to be there for, with you this fall. You might as well get something right now and hammer out what you're going to get in future years right now because the Jets would like to get something done right now. But they would also like to use their first-round draft choice and other draft choices. If, if, if it doesn't happen right now and the Jets get to use both second-round draft choices in a row in a very deep draft knowing that they're eventually going to get Rodgers anyway, then then go for it if that's the game of chicken Gutekunst wants to use. The reason why Tom Pelissero just used the phrase crazy town if the Packers let it go past this year's draft is that's when the, the leverage would be most to their benefit, to be very honest, is the crazy town would be um, would, would, would let down in the whole question of what will the Jets do if Rodgers isn't there by training camp. That's the that's the leverage point that the the Packers have mostly over the Jets is that they would really wreck the Jets season if Rodgers can't get total training camp practice time in with his guys. And the first time he actually faces real action with his teammates is week one when, you know, they'll put him in some spot that's going to be on national television. So the crazy town was that would also invite Aaron Rodgers to show up in Wisconsin in May because spring is a beautiful time of the year to just show up in Wisconsin. So I, 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 I will say, you know, thank you for the call, Richard. My, my whole point is, is, is there's different leverage points in fan bases. Let's do this. Chris, put on Rich. at Rich Eisen show poll question. Okay. For Packers fans only. I know we can't vet. All right. Twitter's not the greatest at vetting, but um, I know we can vet. For Packers fans only, do you want the Packers trade Rodgers for the best they can get before the draft, demand of first-round pick from the Jets no matter what? That's it. 
And I, I don't think I'm I'm um, I, I'm I'm fudging the language to to uh, I guess uh, you know influence the jury here. But what would you? I I think Packers fans, most Packers fans I speak to say love Rodgers. God, what an incredible run that was. Yes, we totally know that. We're, we're running the risk that Jordan Love doesn't turn into a third consecutive generationally brilliant quarterback. I totally get it, but kind of have to move on here. Like enough is enough. Let him go somewhere else. I root for him. Hopefully you'll come back and wave to the fans in Lambeau Field forevermore because he, he's welcome there. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I, I, I think they, they, they want this done and over with. Get to Jordan Love. Let's move. Let's move on together. Let's all get in the same boat. Get the best deal you can for, for, from, uh, from the Jets and, and, and do it before the draft. Or hold out for that first round pick. We want the value for Rodgers that you think you can get. Hold out for it. Even though that might let this thing roll on into the summer. However you can put that together in a poll question, let's do that and see what comes up. It's out. Let's see what happens. Because the fans are the true owners of the team. That's why Mike Del Tufo is an owner of the team, even though you're not really a fan of the Packers. No. Which is, I guess, Richard's point on the problem with ownership of the Packers. I'm surprised we're not putting more heat on Del Tufo for getting this. He's right in front of you. I mean, I guys can be able to work this out. I have a feeling he just doesn't have the juice. <laughs> no offense. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We'll chat again on Friday.